What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers podcast. I am joined, as always, my guy, Mr. Matt Welty. This is filming like the millionth thing in yes, 10 hours. Have. But, hey, we're here and we're better than ever. Yeah, you've been in uh, the studio a lot in the last, what, 12, 18 hours? Yep. Still holding on to summer. He has shorts on. It's a little chilly in New York. But my guy to my left? Been in the lab. Been in the lab, Mr. Brendan Dunn. I don't know if I can muster any energy today, but we, it was we, a rough weekend. A rough weekend, and yesterday you guys oh, said, dude. Did, "You guys, can we say you did a double?" Yeah, yeah. That, okay. that, that I'm always. I love that. That's I, that's I, work, here baby. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm talking about college I'm, football. I'm usually not one of the people to really give this yeah. stuff credence, but I will say that Oregon got jobbed out Thank of the you, game Wealthy. with Stanford. Look Thank at you. this. Okay, that, classic, classic. Because I was no, graphing. I was watching. I was sitting there watching it, and I yeah, was we te- texting, texting, yep. and Oregon did screw up. It was like third down. And they had the ball, and they had to run the clock out. Mm. Or second down, and they went to go pass the ball. It, yeah. They should have just ran it. They would have ran been cl- another 20 seconds off yeah. or something. But, you know, then Stanford gets the ball. Oregon gets a targeting call. And then they get a roughing the passer where he, did, he touched the quarterback with his arm. Then last play of the game, they get a very questionable pass interference in the end zone, an incomplete pass. They get another chance, and then Stanford wins in overtime. It was complete. Thank you for that, Wealthy. I appreciate your support. Uh, that's good that you're supporting him. Thank you for that. But we're looking to win out, so I, I, I feel okay. I didn't know you were such a big X's and O's guys. When oh, it came, X and O guys. His when memory it came to for college, college football. football is insane. So he can he can run down every single play. Well, we were, we were watch, yeah, we were watch, not watching it together, but right? Watching it at the same time yes. in separate places. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, I don't want to turn this into a weekly thing. So we can we can move on for I can't move on from that, but as a as a program we can move on Absolutely. from that. But forgive me if I don't have that same twinkle in my eye, that same spark. You kept the energy soul. for yesterday though? Pep in my step. Yeah, I had the I had the energy yesterday. For the FSR first yes. two first two episodes in the well, in the can. You. Let me tell Look you. Look at tell how him. happy he is. Tell it, him. It felt great. Yeah. yeah. It felt great. It was one of those situations where you don't like to go too much behind the scenes, but I'm sure, as everyone knows, there's a lot of like stressful things that happen behind it. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. A lot of like trying to secure guests, you know, and then you know having a guest and then not having a guest and then scrambling to find a guest, and then we locked down probably two of you know ideal guests to have on the show. We're not going to say them, right? No. No. Okay. Okay. No, but just. Awesome guest. Hope you enjoy those. And thank you to everybody who made it happen. Yes. Trinidad back in, and Trinidad, Trinidad back in the studio. Tr- Trinidad Tr- back with the Sauconies on feet. Did you yeah. play the Adele hello like they did for Tom Brady coming back to <laughs> New England Sunday night when he came back into the complex office? No, no? intro music. No walk okay. music. You just welcomed him back. It yeah. felt good. You guys back in the studio. Love that. This guy is... This guy is good job, Brendan. Cloud, cloud <laughs> Someone said that? A little... little uh... A little foreshadowing there. We'll see if people catch it. The first, the first guest or the second said that. Second. Okay. Yep. yep. What else we got going on? <sighs> oh, did you see this? I, I just posted a video. Of the mayor of Amsterdam wearing the Pada Air Max ones. They look good. Wait, really? I saw yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. She's got them on. Check it out. I posted I, the video. I, I, I really want to like that shoe, and I, I love supporting Pada, and they've done some of the best sneakers ever, best sneaker collaboration projects ever, but. I just can't come around to that pot of Air Max One. I think it's good. It'll, it, maybe it'll grow on you. Yeah. I don't Speaking know. about Pata, tangentially related, we bring him up every week. Our friend Premium Pete, mm-hmm. big Pata supporter, mm-hmm. not a supporter of many Saints in Newark though. He's been he he's, panned he's, it. He, he's he saw it. 
think he saw it multiple times over the weekend. He was not happy. <laughs> not happy. Check his, his timeline. But also, he had an announcement of his own. Yes. He's going to be in a movie. He's going to be in a movie. Dude, look at that. With Armand DeSanti. <laughs> look at that. You know what? Just talking about many scenes in Newark real quick, and mm-hmm. I don't have too much to say on the subject because, as we know, I've, yeah. I've never seen The Sopranos. But if it's an Italian mobster movie and Premium Pete panned it, if, if, if Premium Pete... You know, Mr. Bensonhurst himself couldn't find something in there uh, that that was redeeming. Then it's definitely not a good movie. I saw it. I I'm not as hard on it as Premium Pete was, but mm. we'll see. <laughs> not a, not, it wasn't not it, an incredible piece of cinema. Well, I think I'm just waiting for the next move. I think maybe okay. there'll be like another one based off of yeah. this. And but have we'll, you seen it, Welty? No, I was just laughing because me. And I haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. and my, all my friends have basically seen it being Jersey people, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, we like some of the characters, but just the plot line didn't really deliver, mm-hmm. you know? I was at the movies this weekend. <laughs> What'd you see? Back at Metrograph. I saw a movie called Possession. Don't see it. Okay. It's, yeah, it's pretty... It's, it's from 1981. I, I, we don't... You're going down the real cinematic... Yeah, was uh, it like a cinema, <laughs> like, artistic movie? Yeah, okay. something like that, but, you know, happy to be a Metrograph. Do you consider yourself a cinephile? No, uh, my partner is very much a cinephile, and cool. she's uh, she's uh, in that life very deep. So I can't, I couldn't, um, I would be fraudulent to to claim anything like that. But definitely adjacent. So in the scene, as it were. Tonight, big night. You know, Tuesday, the city's buzzing with Red Sox Yankees. Oh, I was like, what? wild card game. <laughs> I didn't even know that was happening, Joe. Okay, so let's cut that. One thing I do want <laughs> no, to say. Keep it, keep it, hold keep on. One, it. I, I'm, yeah, you, I'm not do afraid, we care? I'm not no. afraid to expose my ignorance when it comes to professional sports of all kinds. One game for those bitter rivals. I feel like everyone who still watches baseball is like over the age of 70. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back to many saints in Newark, though, I did see on Instagram. I told you yesterday, I made sausage and peppers this yeah. weekend. I just had a craving. It might have been because of the many saints in Newark, but. Mm-hmm. Our guy, Babs, behind the camera, I think he had some sausage and peppers. Babs had a little outing. Steven was there, who works on sneaker shopping and hot ones. Wait a minute. There was a there was a complex crew outing? It seems like it. With sausage okay. and peppers? Yeah, and I looked on the grill. Sausage and peppers. I did, you know, like the Derek Jeter, little kid respect, even though I wasn't invited <laughs> again. I saw that. I had, oh, I is had, it possible that this... I know there was a first we feast picnic. Is it possible that that's what you're talking about? I don't know, but... I did get invited to a Carbone night for First We Feast Day oh, one that. Friday, but but uh, I couldn't make it. Okay. So, yeah, but Babs, our guy who 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 um, behind the scenes who actually helped develop our new sneaker cam, which is getting rave reviews. Yeah. I People saw are him. talking about it. Yeah, I think the comments enjoy it. I think that we're gonna. Is it is it too HD? Because it's 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 so crisp, it's so clean no. that sometimes I feel like I need to clean my sneakers beforehand because every little bruise, every bump accumulated from years of travel and Malaysia trips and yeah. you complex don't wanna, con frenzies. You don't want to get caught in 4K. You know, <laughs> you that's, know? What the kid, that's what the kids say. <laughs> How do they catch you in 4K? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Baz maybe celebrated the the sneaker cam with some sausage and peppers. Okay, maybe maybe that's what it was. <laughs> oh, I thought you, I thought that was going to be a many saints in Newark tie-in. I, it was. T- I it was. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, he okay. tied it okay. in at the top. The one, all, the one bit of irony baby. that I found, and I don't want to be bitter about this. <laughs> what that I was. He's ca- bitter. I wasn't. No, 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 no. He's bitter for there, sure. There, was, there were quite a few people on the timeline who have tried to make jokes or clown my New Jersey situation. Who Wh- are, which New Jersey situation? Me. Just J- you living in Jersey? Jersey? Yes, me being in New Jersey. Just me being hanging a guy out. who's into Jersey. Yes. 
who were very excited to go see a movie about Newark, New Jersey. Did you try out for the Dickie Maltesanti role or no? No. Okay. no. <laughs> okay. But just little, little, yeah. little bit of irony on that, that you get a little excited to see a movie that portrays people from an area when you kind of like... Yeah, you use that your, as a butt of a joke snub, for years. Snub your nose at those yeah. people at the same time. Do we want to name anybody? Or no, we just but just, <laughs> you all know who they you are. are. You all know who you are. They <laughs> know who they are. All right. Uh, that's, that's an important shot to get off. By the way, speaking of sports and a little bit more youthful, I'm continuing my progression toward being Complex's premier F1 super fan. What so ha- what's going on I'm, with I'm that? going, by the way, I want to say you're welcome to everybody who DM me to say that they appreciated the F1 reference in the last episode. I got to throw the jokes in there to let people know how connected Little I Easter am eggs, to, this, yeah. to this sport. I'm going this weekend to see a Red Bull car here in New York, F1 car. But not New York Red Bulls. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll make sure. Okay. If it was New York Red Bulls, you'd know already. But yeah. um Happy to do that. Maybe they'll let me behind the wheel. Maybe they'll let me whip that thing take around a few, for a little bit. Take a few <laughs> take spins. Take a few laps. Yeah, yeah, take a few laps. No, I've never seen an F1 car in person. Did you ever growing up? Because I know you have the connection uh, to racing F1, in general. So F1, uh, growing up, my dad was always into like NASCAR. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching a lot of F1 mm-hmm. as a kid. My dad wasn't as much into it, but I do remember Watching a lot of Michael Schumacher, nice. Who was like, I don't know if you. I'm, you I mean, know. I'm an F1 super fan, yeah, so yeah, of course. But I know. for all those who don't know, he was like basically like the Michael Jordan yeah. of F1 racing. I think he had his own like. Remember Nike... when Jay Z mentioned him? I'm the Michael Schumacher yeah. of the rock. I do rock, yeah. remember that. He had his own. Uh, he had his own uh, PE Nike. I want to say. Barry Sanders, really? A Michael Schumacher. Nike I think they re-released it too. That. He had a PE. It was like a black and red one because mm-hmm. um, I want to say it was Marlboro. Mm-hmm. And then they, I think they re-released it like maybe five years ago. Yeah, I was and gonna. His son Mick is a driver now. I was gonna drop the reference I, when you was talking behind the wheel. I was gonna say lyrically, a Mario and Jeretti on the Momo. Okay. Very Italian. Yeah. Exactly, a lot of Italian talk. Joe, we gotta we gotta go to a Grand Prix. Maybe maybe head out to Monza. Let's do it, Monaco. Let's do it. Company trip on the company. Did we <laughs> get <look>? eBay? eBay? <laughs> can we, can we, I know we're gonna get into the sneaker cam, but I mean, me and Joe came look like we're trying to recreate Noah's Ark over here. I know you guys <laughs> came with the full <laughs> <Look>. Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, <on>. Tiger <laughs> King gets announced season two. Yeah, here we look are. Look at that! Look at that! This is one of those shoes that. We can get into it, but obviously wore it because of the guest. Mm-hmm. And these shoes are a handful of years old, and I haven't even pulled them out of a box, you know, in five or... That one glows in the dark, is that right? Yes, five or yeah. six years. I don't know if it still glows. Extra Butter Vanguard Collection. We might have to cut the lights real quick. But, um... Yeah, for real. It was one of those ones where I had to, like, I pulled it out, and I thought in my head it was in pristine condition. They're still pretty good. But I pulled it out of the box, and I was like, wait, is, is the midsole screwed up on these? Because I hadn't worn them in a... Yeah. Not that, not that it was going to fall apart, but just dirty. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I was getting a little bit adventurous with the footwear this weekend, kind of in an opposite direction. I wore Mephisto sneakers for the yes. first time. Okay. And I, I've been holding on to those for a long time, the Concepts collaboration. Yeah. Only pair I have. But oh, I, you wore them this weekend? Yeah. I, I, okay. te- I went for a test drive this weekend. They they fit a little roomy, so I've always been nervous about putting those on my feet. That's a big Nick Schoenberger. But they said they designed that shoe. That. We didn't know that, so like those who don't know, it's like a it's like a made in France like luxury walking shoe, right? Basically, but we both had the same shoe. We're yeah. like, why don't these things fit? And then we Google it, and they're actually designed to give you room in the heel, which like doesn't make sense, but. 
Yeah, it doesn't feel totally natural, but I, I think I feel comfortable in him. A little bit of a different speed for me. You know what I undies this me. week? Angelo Bacche A6. Beautiful. I love that shoe. Really good. Good yeah. for a, a nice Sunday walk. Hell yeah. That's one of those. Took a long he, He's doing some cool stuff with A6 too. We just put together that little Saw collab. That, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like where they're headed I think that, that that's a little, not. I don't want to say underrated, but a shoe that definitely warmed, I warmed up to. You know, when That I, specific one. That, yeah. that specific one. When I first saw it, it's not like I didn't not like it but it was just like a you're like you didn't really have any thoughts about it you know yeah. what i mean and then i yeah. saw people wearing them more and i think you wore them and i just saw it all over, all over instagram and i'm like damn those things look pretty good on feet yeah also there's something to say about like the gel Keanu. you just forget how comfortable they yes. are it's like we yes. wear all these shoes like like dunks or and we've been wearing i've been wearing like even old shoes Just like from, from 20 years ago yeah and then you put ago. on you put on a gel keanu to go for a walk and you're yes. like wow and yeah. and like you did honestly, i see you wear a lot of like wait did i tell you i know i told you guys in slack but i don't know if i said it on the show because i had gotten sent uh a few pairs of asics shout out our friend colin brickley um shout out yeah he had sent a few pairs and i had gotten like the kith uh Gel. gel light threes yeah. that he did all the colorways yeah, and i was yeah. super excited on that and then i randomly got a pair of gray suede kayano 14s and then when i first saw them i was like this shoe may be a little bit crossing the threshold of like into like dad dad mm -hmm. territory <laughs> since when have you been uh wary of that territory this, but this was like uh I, f I didn't know if this was a one bridge too far okay right? and but i put them on and let me tell you like like you said, Joe. Yeah. It became my go-to shoe to like go out on a Sunday and like get a bagel or whatever. It, it, it's really something like it, it, when you put t like a tech, a, not even a techie. I shouldn't even say tech, but like, but like a, a performance shoe, a performance From running shoe that has made yeah, yes, yeah. that has like stood the test of time and like is every different model. It's like changed a little bit, but like you you put those on, and you're like, wow. This yeah. is like a whole different thing than I'm used and I, to. And I think one of the differences between that shoe, and I may not be, it may not be 99% accurate, but I feel like Asics, when they do do like a Kayano 14, the shoe's actually made to the specs that it was previously. Like oh, the, mm -hmm. the foams in the midsole are actually the performance foams. Like, you know, you get like an Air Max 90. And it doesn't feel maybe it maybe doesn't feel the same way that it did, mm -hmm. you know, in 1990 because they're using different rubbers and whatnot in cushions. Like a more recent reference point. Yeah, but yeah. that shoe they actually are able to recreate it like yeah. with the performance materials, and you you actually recognize it, you know. You know, I have fond memories of the Awake Asics Gel Kyano Five, the black and gold pair. I, I wore those for a Japan trip a couple of years ago when I went to the Onitsuka Tiger headquarters. Nice. And had that. Oh, you? I didn't know you went to the headquarters. I remember you went to yeah. Japan, but I didn't know you went to. The yeah, yeah. Briefly uh, took a train right out there. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Did they uh, roll out the red carpet for you? Um, I don't know if the carpet was red. There was a carpet. I got to see the archives. I got to do a little tour out there and uh, stayed in Osaka for the night, which is nearby. I think the headquarters is in Kobe, if I recall correctly. Okay. And yeah, it was it was a fun time. Do you have any Kobe beef? I don't think I did. I had a nice meal at Kobe, but I don't know how much beef was involved. Okay. Might have been a mistake. I don't know if you went there and massaged the cows your, <laughs> yourself. It's very like Brendan Dunn. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, like, IG poured photo beer, of poured beer into their mouth and yeah. rubbed their bellies. Do they do they do they feed the cows beer? Yeah. I think that that's what like loosens up the really? the muscles and I didn't yep. know about that. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Speaking about like 
functional sneakers, sneakers of the past. I think maybe that ties into our question of the week. Hell yeah. Let's get to it. Our eBay sneaker giveaway of the week. We're giving a pair to Dana Stubbs in Lincoln, Nebraska, who asked, when is a shoe considered cooked? When the tread wears off, separation, crumbling, or just dirty? So we are talking about putting some mileage on some sneakers. Joe? Shoe of the week is the Nike Sabotage SB Dunk. Woo! Okay. We needed it. (laughs) I was waiting for it. 2006, black, purple, SB era. But this, I remember these coming out, and they were almost like, like a mythical shoe yeah. to they get. Harder, they yeah. were hard to get. So hard to that get. That was not a typical, you just walk into your normal skate shop SB. Right. Like everyone I saw who had those on Nike Talk was like getting them from overseas or, you know, they had and, to like And what a special sort of moment too of a customizer yes. getting their own Nike SB collaboration. Huge. You know what's crazy about that shoe is that I think they're awesome. Joe, you think they're awesome? <laughs> no, there's certain people out there. And Here we I, go. No, I remember it as like a grail. And Me then there's too. some people I talk to who are like, no, I never liked that shoe. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just, to your point, remember being like, you know, the SB's coming out, yeah. obviously them being rare, a bunch of them, but this one being like, oh, you can't get it. One of those shoes back in the day where it's like, you really can't get them. Even like if you had the skate yeah. shop plug, mm-hmm. it seems like these were more limited than we usual. had a We had a friend, me and my friend Dave, there was another kid named Chris who like really wasn't into sneakers, but he kind of wanted to, because me and me and Dave were into sneakers and streetwear, mm-hmm. and the friend Chris kind of wanted to get into it too. And that was the first shoe that he picked out that he's like, oh, these are awesome. I I'm going to try and get these. Yeah. And we kind of like tried to explain to him, we're like, dude, that shoe, you're not just going to go get it you know yep. and this is pre-stock x and all that sort of stuff and he's right. like no he's like no i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna go into a store one day no. and when i find him i find him and i was like you're not gonna find that shoe here's the other thing i would say i don't even think when i shoot a consignment i see these a lot on the shelves i don't think so i don't you know so dana is getting this rare pair and just so the people out there know how this works we always have to let mention, them know you can submit a question for us to answer on air. If we pick your question, if we read your question, you will get the sneakers. How you submit a question, go to ebay.complex.com. The giveaway is always open there. You can submit a question. We look through the questions. We look through all of them. We pick one that we particularly like. We answer it on air. And then we send you a free pair of sneakers, pretty special sneakers, courtesy of eBay, yep. in our sneaker giveaway of the week. So again, Dana has asked, when is a shoe considered cooked? Is it when a tread is worn off or when it just get dirty? Wealthy is, wealthy is smiling already, so... Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I feel like you're the you're the uh, you're <laughs> yeah you're the pit master on the cook shoes. <laughs> Why? I feel like I wear cooked sneakers more than most of us. Really? Especially when it comes to Reeboks, Reebok yeah. okay. workouts. And Welty mentioned this. I think maybe last week or the week before, but showing up to Malaysia, which is a beat pair of Reeboks yeah. on. I think it's harder for me than most to let go of sneakers okay you know like are you guys good at this like when a shoe is really beat up and and you've put a lot of mileage on them just letting them go because to me when i've recorded all these sentimental moments in a sneaker Mm -hmm. i'm like i want to be able to still pull that out and just look at it and be like oh right this shoe from this period of my life i have a few like that like recent the acronym presto black and gray like Mm -hmm. it's by my door we always have the Mm -hmm. by the door shoes and i wear them so much and they're just like they've become that shoe. Like mm-hmm. they've become that shoe to to just walk out somewhere yeah. quick. But the it, it's interesting. This question is interesting because I consider 
myself someone who likes to wear pretty beach shoes. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I was, uh, I saw my fr a friend from college who I haven't seen in like a decade in LA. We were mm -hmm. staying at the same hotel and he like obviously knows what I'm doing. And I saw him, I was like, oh, what's going on? So random in the lobby. And like, I was wearing a cooked pair of Zoom flies. Mm -hmm. And he's like, dude, what are you Aren't like? You the yeah, guy? he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you? And I was like, these are like my comfortable, like chill sneakers. Yeah. But I think this question for me, when a shoe is considered cook, cooked, honestly, is when like they start smelling bad. Like, Okay. And and it takes a while. I, I don't like the, I, the black cement threes in my hype beast essentials. Yeah. If you notice, those are cooked. They're cooked, but the insoles I switched them out. Put the Spencos in. For, no, for, I put for, like for another pair purposes. of Jordan insoles in them. Yeah. This was years ago, years ago, and, I, and people were commenting, "Oh, those aren't the real insoles." But it's like, yeah, they they do, like. Do you put the like the the odor balls? In no, them? it was like a Jordan, like a jo from yeah, a Jordan yeah. five. That's when I consider them like cooked. When like, yo, there's nothing you you can't like. Yeah, and you then can't fix that. and then obviously we talked about the Slam Cities, mm -hmm. which I actually sent out to someone to try to restore. Okay. But to out. me, the Slam City dunks aren't cooked because, like, to me, cooked is after you've put a ton of wear into them. Like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. count to me if it's just something that's old and you put it on and it fell apart for the first right. time. Because yeah. then I think you know the the question says separation, crumbling, or just dirty. Separation or crumbling, nine out of ten times it's done. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I, hey, I, I got to take the L, and I'm gonna probably like throw out these slam slam cities or I don't, I don't know what I was going to do with them. It was like the tar material was just getting all over. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to send them out, see what someone could do. And I'll have an update for that. But what would you say? I feel like you have to be okay with letting things go. Like you said, like the sentimentalness of it. But I, the first thing that I kind of like became okay with was like, just like old like running shoes and like workout yeah. shoes where I'm like, you know what? That's easy for me. Yeah, and they're past the point of like donation status like where they're just yes. like they're completely But you can't have them recycled into Nike grind. Yeah. Um just those are torched. Um I do have I think I don't know how I was going to bring this up a few weeks ago, but like I have the frustrating thing is I have a bunch of like obviously like suede Adidas but those shoes get cooked so much faster than like other material shoes because yeah. the suede it's so brightly dyed that it fades faster and the second you drop any sort of water yeah. or any food on like those bright suede shoes they're just like it's basically done you know like and I have them in like obviously shoes that I've worn to like soccer games and yeah. we scored a goal and someone threw a beer in the air and it landed on my shoes. So <laughs> I mean I've tried to do it, but like when I go I have so many of those now yeah. that they're in boxes and I don't want to like get rid of them, but then I pull them out and I'm like, oh man, I don't think I would wear these too cooked anymore. Not too cooked, but um, I don't know if you guys feel this way. And I feel like you wear different shoes than I do, Joe. So yes. like a beat pair of like black cement threes like looks kind of good to some extent. I feel yeah. like some of the shoes that I wear, if I wear them like cooked, they just look cooked like... pair of suede shoes is a tough look. They, uh, well, the CDG, black and white CDG 95s, they yeah. have the white on the toe box yeah. and I've been wearing them a lot. I yeah. like love them, but like it's getting, they're getting really dirty and there's no way to bring, like there's no way to like clean that or make yeah. it look... I just feel like if I get a pair of tough. like... Adidas ZX or like New Balances, and like I wear them too much, they just don't look as good. And I know I shouldn't feel that way, but I know this is such a sick thing that we're talking. No, 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 but it almost like shoes, it know? almost like the level of dirtiness to the shoes almost like affects like my confidence 
a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not, ha- not that I don't have self confidence or whatever, but it's just like when you go out. No, no, no. It's like when you go out like on a Saturday night or whatever, and you like want to look okay, and yeah. you put the shoes on, and they're not like kind of crispy. You're like, oh man, I feel like someone's gonna look down at them, and you know. Best shoe that looks cooked though, Mars Yard. One of them. I've seen a lot of cooked Mars Yards. And they yeah, look, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst part about cooked shoes, though, I think the two worst part of cooked shoes is one, dirty laces. Yeah. Dirty yeah. laces are like that's like a, that's too much. In to me, and I don't know if it happens to you guys, but I get a lot of heel drag. Mm. On my shoes, it may just be the way I walk or whatever, but like the corner, yeah. St- when it starts to like wear down, throwing you off balance on the right side, and when I look at it and I see, like, especially if it's like a gum sole suede Adidas, and the right corner's like kind of like, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, dude, I can't wear these anymore. Such you know, a specific uh, area for the abrasion. Another thing, as an aside, after the Abdul podcast, and we talked about white on white Air Force Ones. I don't know if it's if it was like subconsciously. This weekend, I must have seen like <laughs> 20. Yeah. 20 when I was Beat like, up? Cooked? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 when I was just out, like, getting a coffee or something like that. Yeah, now you know. Actually, had, Epidemic. I had a conversation with someone about that uh, this week. It was, it was, like, just a friend of mine who went to go live in Armenia during the pandemic, and they just had a pair of white Air Force Ones, and they're not a sneaker person, and they just wore them, like we were talking about with Abdul, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, wore the shoes for, like, close to a year through the like mountains you know of the caucuses and it's like and they were saying to me they're like oh i'm coming back to america and i have to throw these shoes i have to throw <laughs> these shoes away i was like but what is that like we, again just the the zoomed out non-sneakerhead perspective of like wearing a pair of shoes for a year is not no i know thing. yeah <laughs> but it's just like funny to, to think but in, like, in the head where it's like oh a pair of white and white air force yeah. ones that have like traversed mountains yeah for sure that's that's something else. Well, Dana, like we said, you are getting Great a pair, pair of sneakers, Nike SB Dunk Lows, courtesy of the good people at eBay. You can see the tag on there, authenticity guarantee. Enough talk about dirty footwear. Let's bring on our guest for the week. Let's do it. Our guest on today's podcast has shaped the vision for one of New York's most consistent sneaker stores for over 13 years. Not only does Extra Butter boast top-tier accounts, including a rare Nike SB account, but for more than a decade, it's collaborated on footwear with Adidas, Asics, Puma, Reebok, and more. In 2020, the store opened up its second location in Long Island City, a ceremonious homecoming for today's guest, a Queens native. Today, he's here to talk about retail staying power and what's next for his set of stores. Please welcome to the podcast, Extra Butter's creative director, Bernie Gross. What's up, Bernie? What up, what up? How, How are, are you, man? You, man? Thanks you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank nice you for having you. me. Bernie, Bernie came through with something up, special on yeah. feet, too. Yes, yeah. he did. Hayes Dunk Low. Hayes, who was a guest of this podcast. Bernie, how long have you had those? I've had this for maybe ten years now. Not not from the uh, you know the original release. These came out in '03, I believe. Sounds about right. Um, but that was around the time 2002, 2003 um, is when I started getting more serious about uh, like the limited stuff. Yeah. At the time, you really only knew of Jordans and Air Maxes. And this and was a whole different type of thing. This is a whole different type of thing. Honestly, it was. Uh, it was a part of like an, uh, a series of artist collabs that yeah, kind of yeah. put me on. So it was Hayes and Espo that were like the mm. two ones that I was just like, okay, like I know of these guys, but through art, why mm. are they that? Like, why are they even doing stuff with sneakers? Um, and that kind of like validated everything else 
from then on. I think it's what a, a shoe that uh, both of us have been trying to been track trying down. to track down. <laughs> Great pair. Wealthy with the Vanguard collection. Yeah, I got a collaboration the, on. Maybe you can't say it officially, but I'll say it officially. <laughs> not it officially. Is, you could say it, but uh, just not officially. Yeah. yeah, it's not officially. It is the Extra Butter times Adidas ZX Flux. Yes. Jaguar Sharks. Jaguar Sharks. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I got the quarter snacks, Nike Dunk SB. Shouts to Alex. Hopefully, we have him on the podcast soon. I like these a lot. Yeah, we need to. I missed the memo on the whole animal print thing. Yeah, see, me and Wealthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zootopia. Understood. <laughs> Burn rubber, New Balance MT580s. I think I mentioned this on here before, but I bought these for 40 bucks at West NYC. Shout out to Lester West. Wow. Wow. Great pair. Probably about, uh, I, not 10 years back, but maybe nine years ago. I love these sneakers. When will 580s come back? I'm ready. I, 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 I exchange some uh, cheeky DMs with some New Balance people sometimes, kind of trying to see if that's going to happen soon. Or I, I guess you would know if it, if it were happening in the it's next not, year. But... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need that. Let them know. A bunch of Gore-Tex ones and stuff like that, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of space there for some cool stuff. 580s were a part of that like Japanese lore of totally. streetwear. Mm-hmm. Right? Mita, Real Mad Hectic, yes. Stussy stuff, yep. all totally. those like so many cool pairs. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. I still look for those, and this is not you know a plug, but on eBay quite often. <laughs> Bernie's Bernie's a little bit elusive because every time I'm on Orchard Street, which is a lot, I always text Bernie I'm like, "Hey, are you at the store?" And I'm not there, and he's never. There. And I feel terrible because <laughs> that should be the. <laughs> that should be the starting point for people to chop it up for me. But I, I mean, honestly, ever since we opened up the, the new location, I've, I've just been focusing my, my energy there. And, and now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about five minutes away. I just moved uh, until like border of Long Island City, Astoria. So it just nice. you moved five minutes away from your work. Yeah. That's, That's how much I, I love Long Island City. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, because I know we said it opened the second store, but it's the third. It's technically the third store, yeah. Was Long Island the first one? Long Island was Rockville the first Center. one. Yeah, okay. Rockville Center, Long Island. Um, yeah, I mean, at the time it made sense uh, for us to open up in Long Island because although we have roots in Queens, at the time we were all living out in Long Island. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're talking 2005, six, mm-hmm. seven, um, and talking about wanting to elevate a retail space. The challenge for us that we saw was, hey, there's a huge open market in Long Island, mm-hmm. right? And it's a young hard. Ben Felderstein was licking his chops. Yeah, yes, he was just waiting. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I've had some good conversations with him about that. But um, <laughs> Ben trying to get into the retail business. <laughs> yeah, open an empire in LI. He, <laughs> he used he used to camp at at, uh, at some of our early wow lineups. with his yeah. mom with his mom. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That story's yeah, yeah, yeah. on complex. So he, he's amazing. He's shared a, a you know a couple of stories of how he you know him and his family have had great experiences shopping at the store and Joe you know finding mm-hmm. sneakers on Long Island Tough, yeah. becomes a true hunt yep. you know but I also think that's what kind of bred a different type of sneaker enthusiast and Definitely. so what we wanted was bring that element of streetwear and, and sneaker culture that we grew up on going into the city every weekend and just take it to Long Island and then kind of cultivate our own kind of interpretation mm-hmm. of it was there like kind of a clear divide growing up in long island like being into streetwear and sneakers and all that sort of stuff where i guess people think like the stereotypical like jersey shore sort of like style and attitude and then like breaking that and then like people like looking at you kind of crazy because like you were wearing streetwear and shoes maybe i mean i think that around the time streetwear helped kind of define a niche for people who felt out of place, yeah, I think on Long Island especially, and so there were all these people that 
maybe in the high school, in, in the vacuum of high school, they're not necessarily sitting at the cool kids table. Mm -hmm. But then they meet other people that have similar interests on the internet. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm on ISS forums. I'm yeah. on Hypebeast forums. I become a moderator on ISS. Mm. And, you We're know. We're on Nike Talk. Nike Talk was less just because, like, it had already started gatekeeping, I think, around the time. Like, they had already started having all these things of, like, in order to keep your account, you have to start, you know, posting and commenting at least, like, twice a week or something. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I also have a fucking life. You know? I, I, I like shit, Nike you know? Talk, not not because of gatekeeping, but this is going to sound... <laughs> no, no, this is going to sound crazy is because I felt like one of the main rules of Nike Talk that was different than ISS is you couldn't swear on Nike Talk. Yeah. Like, it got, like, bleeped out or right, right. whatever. And not that I care if people swore or whatnot, but it felt like it kind of, like, moderate... Like, when I went on ISS, it just felt like it was, it was like... a free-for-all. Yeah, it was, like, teenagers just, like, flaming each other on, like, but every single... But there was single, a lot of that on Nike Talk, but not, too. But not to the level that when I would go on ISS, I was like, whoa, this is, like, almost out of control. Yeah, they were... Right, they... they it was out of control. You should have been moderating it better. Yeah, what I the always, hell were you doing? Uh, <laughs> one, one thing about Nike Talk that I always say, it's like some of the most witty people currently yeah. came from like Nike right. Talk. Yeah. And they understood their way around the internet and like yeah. short form like totally. snapping and yeah. stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and maybe a part of like what I was saying before about just feeling a little different is mm -hmm. maybe I just didn't feel like I was one of the Nike Talk people. My roommate in college... Eric Eways, at the time he he was known as, um, I believe his Nike Talk name was Air Eways, like mm -hmm. E Ways, and he was like huge at the time. You know, he he started like this this little like resale business, um, you know, like out of our dorm room, and you know he's the one that put me on to like. He was like the first person to put me onto like Nike ID and like doing all these things because he started getting all these like promo codes and all this shit and. Um, again, like I just didn't, I related to him, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't feel like one of him. Mm -hmm. And so maybe ISS and Crooked Tongues and all those other like secondary, mm -hmm. um, you know, forums felt like a little, a little more for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, I, I sorry to go back to your no. point about like, you know, like the point of differentiation on Long Island was yeah. that. I think we all kind of ended up finding each other. Yep. You know, and Long Island's big, right? Mm -hmm. And so you it it wasn't it wasn't a crazy thought for you to actually hang out with people outside of your town, which again, like high schools are meant to like live in this vacuum, right? And I'm I'm hanging out with people in Bayshore and mm -hmm. Patchogue. Um, You're right next door to Joe LaPuma that whole time. Yes. Near Joe LaPuma, you know, we, I'm like sure that we in the probably, same era. Yeah, we probably crossed paths and didn't even know it. But yeah. one thing that we share is that we both kind of we were connected to special sauce. Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like you were connected even more than I was. And we know Pete, who was the owner. Pete Jabok, yep. Yeah. Shouts to Pete. And I always bring it up on this podcast yep. and like even like sneaker shopping sometimes, special sauce was like the Nike SB cool store skate yep. shop in Bayshore that it was like one of a kind. Yep. And there hasn't been anything really like that since. But what was like your experience there? So I met I met Pete and the crew actually through b-boying. So Pete mm -hmm. goes way back as, as a b-boy. Um, he he lived in like that older hip hop yep. you know culture. Um, you know, letting graffiti artists tag up the back of his store. Yes. You know, he had his little like alcove of a parking lot. Yeah, you'd go in every week, and it would always just be you know a new bombing piece. And so I'd go after hours. 
Um, at the time I was working, I think I was working at like Washington Mutual as a, like a loan coordinator, some okay. bullshit after I like dropped out of uh, college. <laughs> and, um, and I was just going there almost every night. He'd close the store, he'd move all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the merchandising, you know, racks and cases, which by the way, he made all by hand. Yeah. Super, oh, wow. super craftsman. Yeah. Uh, and we'd move it all. We'd mop the floor and we'd, we'd dance, we'd, we'd, we'd break from like nine to 1 a.m. And this was like almost like every night. Crazy. At the time, this physique was different. <laughs> um, we need a photo. But uh, I'll show you a photo. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he really put, I wouldn't even say skate culture. I think he put like culture. He put uh, like yes. culture on the map for Long yes, Island. I mean, definitely. we're talking, this is before like, before people like Lupe who kind of like, you yeah. know, created this mesh of like mm -hmm. skate versus hip hop versus like counterculture, like that. That was Pete yep. and his crew, you know. And we were talking about like he he would be playing chess in in the window display, yep. like chess <laughs> has has no no rhyme or reason to live in that culture. Mm -hmm. But he, it's just he he knew what he liked, yep. right? And if it can start a conversation with someone, maybe a kid who is shy, doesn't have social Definitely. skills. It it prompted a kid to 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 want to talk. I were mean, you lining up for sneakers? At yeah, store? were you getting sneakers no, out of there? No, I I was DJing at the time, okay. and they had a small record shop in the back. Mm -hmm. um, they would have an in-house DJ. His name was Nicodemus, and he would just spin. And I went there, and like the the dude was just scratching it up, and I was just fucking blown away. I was just yeah. like, yo, this this dude is nice. Um, and so they, they sucked me in through the music side. Yep. Mm -hmm. The following week, they actually brought on the executioners for like a DJ oh, wow. workshop. And it was just, it was so dope. And, um, this isn't a plug for complex, but that's the first time I came across echo, you know, okay. and I started, I started buying echo, you know, snowboard gear. And I didn't even, I've never even <laughs> been on never a, a, a snowy, a yeah. snowy incline in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I just want, I was just you like, wanted the rhino on this you. is well, fire, yeah. this is fire. Well, he, Pete had stuff of Echo before I believe it was spelled E-C. Oh, it was the H. Yeah. yeah, it still had the H on it. Yeah. And and so I, I was just drawn and then I just kind of started like picking up everything else that he had to yep. offer. And so it obviously it ended up being skate culture and SBs. And mm -hmm. I don't skate, and I, I although I, I very much admire it and appreciate it, but I obviously was drawn to the sneakers more because I was already into Jordans, you know, yeah. th through my family. So, what do you mean um, into Jordans through your family? My my uncle, who's who's not that much older than me, it was like a second marriage. Mm -hmm. So my uncle is only like five years older than me, and so mm -hmm. like I looked to him as like an influence on. on and he style. had a bunch of Jordans when you and were growing he, and up, and he just like yeah, he just Jordans galore. Yeah. And so like I only had like probably two three Jordans of mine, and then I would hope to like grow into his. Yeah. Um, so, and I think most people knew Jordans first, right? Mm -hmm. at, at the time, but then around, you know, I, I think we're talking high school era yeah. of like late, you know, well, sorry, early 2000s, yep. mid 2000s is when, you know, dunks and SBs became a thing. And luckily, luckily I had that exposure to Pete yes. where he can teach me in a way that he felt was very genuine and authentic to the skate culture and not necessarily hype beast and resale culture. Definitely. And I think that part I've definitely carried on to like the rest of my career. I try to still do it at Extra Butter where I understand what drives people as a consumer and what drives hype, but I always try to kind of 
act like the next Pete to say like, look, let, let me take these kids under my mm -hmm. wing. Let me drop some knowledge. Let me get them to appreciate it maybe the way I appreciate it. And I think that's kind of like a, that is the part of the retail business or like the, the brand building that I have been looking forward to the most lately. How hard is that to do? Because it seems like kids just want to come in and buy a pair of sneakers and resell them. Uh, hard to do what? Hard exactly. to bring them in and actually have them be part of a community or, yeah. you know, a little scene when it seems like, I don't want to generalize, but maybe a lot of the people who are coming to big releases are not interested in being part of a scene, yeah. but are interested in buying a pair of shoes and reselling them, I which mean, is not necessarily, in my opinion, inherently a bad thing. No, no. You, I mean, you just have to look at it, you know, from like a statistical point of view. You, you, you're never going to be able to engage everyone mm -hmm. that way, right? So you're hoping that you get maybe 10, 15 percent of the people th through the door that, again, are those outsiders, yeah. you know, that are inherently like the ones who just think different and are part of this just out of being nerdy about it, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And so yeah. if I can if I can get them to feel comfortable in the store, which was a huge goal of Extra Butter, is to mm -hmm. eradicate that stigma of a shop being really elitist and stodgy and like not, Which was the thing at the time. Which was, yeah. uh, I mean, that's a New York thing, right? Yeah. You you immediately look, you know, you look everyone head to toe and you're like, fuck this guy, Chris, you, Chris know? <laughs> you know? But, but you know, so I, I, I think that was step one for us is to is to make sure that we created an environment that people actually felt comfortable coming into the door. Mm -hmm. And then once they felt comfortable, they start to open up. They start sharing what their interests are. And then hopefully you start to identify things that align and then you can speak to them. Yeah, because I feel like the extra butter crowd, like going to all the events and stuff, it's like you recognize like the kids who are into it. And they were like different than the kids who shopped at Kith or wherever else, like in the city. It was like a core group of like people that went there that were maybe in like like different stuff. But like it was Sure. And 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 I don't I wouldn't even necessarily say that that's our goal, right? Because yeah. looking at it from a business point of view, you want people through the door, right? We're yeah. we're, we're not trying to we're not trying to gatekeep either and be like, we only want weirdos. Like, it, 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 it's not like that, right? Because, you know, again, like, your, your goal is to make as many sales. Like, at the end of the day, you have to be pragmatic, and it is about revenue, right? Yeah. But I think, hopefully, at the end of the day, we can go to sleep at night and say, well, we felt good at least selling something to that kid because we weren't, like, we weren't bamboozling him. Mm -hmm. And I think he feels good walking away from the store and being like, okay, cool, I had a, I had a great experience, so... That's always been kind of the the goal, and again, I keep we'll we'll keep on referencing Pete, but yeah. like those are things that I learned from him. He becomes like a huge influence on me. And like you know, you guys have like even in the new location, the like movie theater setup. But again, to bring it back to Pete, like I remember the window was always such a big thing for him, yep. and it wasn't like the window that we see in New York City now, where it's as big as this. It mm -hmm. was a small window, but like the Mafia Pack, I remember he did like such a. Uh, like big display mafia themed like display and he always like really took it serious and you know the, Did he you knew pop those I, I didn't i don't think i got the those the the black the white ones i obviously didn't but yeah, like the black lows yeah i, I got, just remember it was like i got the black eyes i got yeah, the black eyes the black eyes. From, so that, from so special from special sauce because of the window display the window and we'll get pictures i think like i, I feel like they're online hopefully but like and he knew that they were going to sell out but he really put yeah emphasis on like those windows displays and i remember the mafia pack being and they had the didn't they have like the horn like uh yeah hang the, tag the, the, on the sicilian it? the yeah. sicilian horn yeah. but he he took yes. it he took it to another level like he printed out mug shots of like la yes. costa nostra yes he and did he, he he had all these like he had like literally like i remember again like being like the 
like the the movie enthusiast i wouldn't even say like i'm i'm like a movie geek but like he specifically threw in oranges because it was like a it was like a little subtle thing to the godfather yep. because in the in the movie the godfather anyone who has a scene with oranges it implies that they're dying later <laughs> in the movie like something crazy like that and that's he, super nuanced do you still talk to him I do, yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe he could send us that photo. I'm gonna look for it, but I remember that one because, in terms of the Nike SBs that I was getting from there, a bunch of them, I think I passed on them. But I remember looking at the window and being like, "This is like a labor of love for this guy." Mm -hmm. Yeah, he kept it up for a while, uh, just I think because of yeah. everyone's, everyone's, uh, you know, response to it. So he he's actually the the uh, the GM at Burton. Yep. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. So many so many big names have been through Burton over the years. Bernie, Definitely. I, I want to use that window as kind of a reference point because I think it's an interesting study in how sneaker retail actually works. Where releases like that, the store is not going to make any material money, right? Sure. And the releases again, talking about people who are there to resell stuff that people line up for. I feel like could end up even costing a retailer money when just for example, Nike might give you 32 pairs of a super coveted sneaker and then you have to pay for uh, security or you know figure out some type of raffle system and all this energy. It's just an interesting equation. You're talking about ultimately the goal of your business is to make money, but those big releases that are marquee releases sometimes are not even making the store money, right? Right, yeah, ab absolutely not. Um, I would say the first 10 years of our business, it was actually us in the red to execute those types of, of, of launches. Like, and oh, we got a big phone posit. We have to go into the red to be able to figure out how to get this to people in a safe way. Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, is that although we have a tier zero coveted account, so do plenty of other people, mm -hmm. right? And so Nike can't necessarily disperse money like that. Mm -hmm. And I think thinking pragmatically, they know that it's not going to require marketing dollars for the shoe to sell. It's mm -hmm. going to sell itself, right? So the only point of differentiation for us is to storytell and at least try to create some type of customer loyalty. Mm -hmm. And so, again, having a customer walk away and feeling good about buying a pair from me versus any of the other competitors in our area, you have to do those those extra little steps. And so there's, I can name so many releases right now that I'm sure you guys may have remembered mm -hmm. aesthetically how we brought it to life that we paid out of our pocket. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's not necessarily about selling that particular pair. Right. It's to get them to come in Monday through Friday and buy a bunch of other pairs. You know, the you know, like that that effectively becomes our marketing to sell volume on a day-to-day -day basis. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, one of the things that people know extra butter for like through the years was like adding all those extra layers to things like all your projects at least for you know like a good percentage of the history of the brand were movie themed you know as you sure. briefly mentioned mm -hmm. it even took me a minute like i remember first going there and everything and not realizing that it was like oh it's extra butter to the popcorn and that's yeah. the whole like that's why it's all movie themed and yeah, you know yeah. you guys come on the scene you do like a reebok robin hood men in tights pump axt yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know you do these which are uh the flux yeah the, the uh, west anderson inspired uh, yeah, life, life aquatic, aquatic. Yeah. the life aquatic, aquatic which you know yeah, don't get don't, don't get sued for uh <laughs> oh well, you were like can we say it or <laughs> yeah <laughs> You uh, said it. He didn't say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, did, you did all the Kill Bill shoes. Yep. Inspired. Yep. Inspired. 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 For the 10th anniversary, Save right? Me. Save me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you did all that, but it was like, it felt like you put in like an extra level of like 
tier of like execution. Sure. I mean, I I think that again that that all those steps that led to even getting to LES came from us having a chipper on our shoulder opening up in Long Island, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So no one's really caring what's going on in Long Island for, culturally, like when you t take a step back, especially when we're just adjacent to New York, mm -hmm. right? Because you still have, at the time when we were opened up, you still have a, a, a handful of, of big pioneering players, right? And thankfully what we did was we just stuck to our guns and we actually did the opposite of some of those stores that end, that eventually ended to their demise, which yeah. was a good thing for us. We were a little more business savvy. And like we cared about culture, but we made sure that we, we were able to keep our doors open. Um, but yeah, I mean, do, doing those things, like if I can go back and do an official Kill Bill, an official Wes Anderson, yeah. of course I would. But at the time, we were nobody and we had no money to even pay for royalties mm -hmm. and yeah. in licensing we didn't even know how to you know how, how to do licensing at the time it wasn't until more recent years that we were like wait a second in order for this to actually be streamlined and make sense like we need to bring on a legal team so yeah. um i mean again like talking about our, our friends at bait they knew the infrastructure to to make those things happen. they do all the license yeah, stuff exactly. on. but yeah. their team their team came from the licensing Got world it. so they just understood it they knew you know, it, it wasn't even like they were using their, their ins. They did, but it was more of like, okay, now that we have an opportunity, what makes sense with the royalty? And they the can fee. do a G.I. Joe or Kung Fu Panda or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, we were just like, uh, can we even do this? Who the hell, you know, like, who do we talk to? And so did that's been a trouble? huge learning curve. Did, that's you been get, a, did you get in trouble a lot, like, early on, like, trying to make, like, the sort of Kill Bill sort of shit? We didn't or? get in trouble from, from movie studios. We got our wrists slapped from the footwear brands that we partnered with mm -hmm. because the, at the end of the day, it's their product. Yeah, that, that shoe you're wearing isn't an Extra Butter produced shoe. It's, it's an Adidas produced shoe. Yeah. And so if this becomes a legal thing, the brand is going... Uh, 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 They're going to take the heat yeah, more than you exactly, are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's more of like they come to us and being like, yo, do your due diligence. Like, you know, don't, don't say or do certain things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel bad. I, I've had you know, plenty of conversations with you guys where I want to talk about it, <laughs> but then how do you, how do you create right. code names for everything? You know? Yeah. So, um, it's exhausting. <laughs> I yeah. don't like it. You know? Um, I like being candid, but that's just the reality of like, you know, the business side of it. Are there some projects like that that never happened? Yeah. I mean, there, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say maybe on the footwear side, but mm -hmm. just more like on the activation apparel side, um, I did, I, I mean, one of, one of my biggest regrets, um, which I shared, you know, with, with, you know, with you guys was, uh, we were supposed to do the, uh, the, uh, the cross keys for, um, mm -hmm. for Grand Budapest mm -hmm. for Adidas, uh, which didn't come to In life. In that same Vanguard collection. West In the same Anderson, Vanguard yeah. collection. Yeah. Um, Bernie, maybe, maybe this is too deep in the lore and maybe, <laughs> maybe we can't talk about it, but was there ever a Jordan project that Extra Butter was supposed to do? There was wow, unlocked memory. There talk, talk about keys. Yeah, <laughs> wow. So that was actually we was very, it a Jordan future. Very first was it a Jordan future? Don't I'm thinking about something <laughs> Wait, else. Was it? No, I'm thinking oh, about something he, he's else. been talking about the future the past few weeks, so I think he's just <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think I know what you're talking about. So the very first collab I ever pitched under the extra butter name, which I'll be specific under the extra butter name. We'll get okay. back to sauce. Yeah. Um, was a Jordan 4. A red carpet. A red carpet Jordan 4. Okay. 
uh, it was all all crushed velvet, some gold, some gold hits. Um, we 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 had spoken to some people um, at. Did Jordan. it look promising? Hopefully, it looked promising. I'll I'll, I'll share you guys. No, no, no. Yeah. Did your chances of getting the project with Jordan Brand look promising? At the time, it was so early. What year that was this? Like this was this must have been two thousand nine. 2008, 2009. Oh, so this is like very early. Two years on. in or so? Yeah. 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 So this is before the Reebok. This is before the but, Reebok. But before... even before your collaborations, this is before like Jordan was really even doing those sort of like projects for the most part. You know what I mean? Maybe. I know they had they had done like undefeated, undefeated was and stuff on the in the yeah. past, but it wasn't yeah. like a common occurrence for Far them. Far and few. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Far and few. And so we just came in there mad arrogant and we were like, yeah, let's do something. And it was really just because we happened to have, you know, chance. Uh, meetings with with the right people, and I remember this one guy, and maybe it's better off I forgot his name, but he was Michael young. Jordan? He, no, no, no. <laughs> but he was, he was young. He was young, and he seemed hungry. And I I just remember the conversations being like, yeah, like you know, we just need to bring we need to bring Jordan Brand into the you know into like the next level. At the time, they were making like knee knee deep. <laughs> you know, yeah. elephant print shorts. And it was just <laughs> right, like, right. it was not the vibe, right? Yeah. And I even had good conversations with the team about that. Um, and so we, we, we pitched this, this Jordan 4 thing. We were kind of telling the story and how Jordans were now transcending fashion and how we were saying, like, mm -hmm. you can rock a suit with a Jordan. In hindsight, you'd never be able to rock that, that design that I made, but whatever. But... Um, and they were like, look, the only way you can do this is if you kind of speak to... The future of, of Jordan, and so they were like, "We have some new stuff." Not the Jordan future, not yeah. the Jordan future, but uh, the Jordan legacy. Okay, it was the Jordan legacy, and and the and the and the 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 V two grown. So they were like, they're basically like, I know you want to do a four, but you gotta do you gotta yeah. do the team Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's which and which you said like the shorts and stuff in the mall when like that's what they always used to say. We'll give you the retros, but you have to take you the apparel. Take, yeah, yeah, you gotta take the bull. You know mm -hmm. the. The BS, you know, yeah. and, and so that was fine. I, I saw it as a challenge. I was like, cool, this is par for the course. Let us let us speak to the future. We'll speak to the past, all this stuff. So we came up with this double pack. It was supposed to be the red carpet four and then an all patent, uh, an all patent leather V2 grown. Mm -hmm. and we pitched it as a double pack. Um, and then they were like, cool, we'll get back to you. And then just, it, it died. Never happened. It never happened. And I kind of just moved on. I started focusing on other collabs. Did you, did you cat it out or anything? Or? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. Jordan Brand did release a Red 4 a few years later. It, it was like a year and a half later that they put out the Mellow 4. And okay. we were kind of like, that seems odd for Jordan Brand to do that. And... We we can't we have no full full proof, but we've heard stories that it was it was inspired by a cad that had come across their table. Mm. So I you know that's well you I'll have the legal team now. I'll so. leave it there. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there. But unfortunately, I, you know, I've also learned that you know to the power of like sending out NDAs and non competes and watermarking all the cads. Like I didn't. I was just so super naive super mm -hmm. naive at the time you know but at, at that time like yeah. as soon as we realized that that wasn't happening and then like reality kicks in like you become humbled and you're like they're jordan brand they don't need you yeah you know and so yeah. th and then it was maybe the next 12 to 18 months that i designed like 10 collabs and wow. it was it was the the men in tights the the saucony space race the kill bill the vanguard pack that all happened um, and those shoes were all huge for your store. Huge. And that yep. was before we even opened LES. I wasn't even technically 
on Extra Butter's payroll. I was doing my own thing, working in experiential marketing, coming home from like a couple nine. liquid rice checks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you yeah. used to work at Sneaker News. Yeah, right? that's what I, was I used to, I used <laughs> yeah. to work at Sneaker News. This is like all like, yeah. I was just do. I was just trying to do as much as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I. I, I, some of those I may have even still been interning for for you, Ming. Technically mm-hmm. on the freshness mag side, so um, help SneakerCon, like help launch SneakerCon wow. at the time. Like, <laughs> Yo. You know, Yo. So I was. If you worked in SneakerCon in those days. <laughs> I, I worked at the first two sneaker. I, uh, I worked. Yeah. I did. I worked Maybe his got- table. 12-hour day. Oh, yeah. 12-hour day. Maybe yeah. some chicken nuggets for lunch. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Bill's <Barely>. character. <laughs> Barely. Barely. I mean, I, the, the first or second sneaker con, we were on the second floor of a comedy club on 42nd wow. Street. And there was no AC. Mm. It was, like, in August. And we were dying. And, like, the big the big pull was all day and mayor were going to be there. We were just like... <laughs> What are they gonna wear when they get there? all day? The most dangerous <laughs> you know? man in sneakers. Yeah. 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 yeah, hell yeah. Big up to Frank, but yeah. um, and these are not complaints. Just in case anybody from the no, I, I thought it was so. I just I didn't care. I, yeah. I really just didn't. I I I never had a complaint because it was just like, let me figure out like how I can learn from this, who I can meet. I mean, learning from you, Ming, has also been a, mm-hmm. a, a crazy experience. Like. You know, we're talking from from Pete to Yu Ming. Those are huge influences for different reasons. Yeah. Like Pete, I looked as like more of like a nurturing uh, personal level, like how to just be like a better person. And not to say Yu Ming is a terrible person, but he's just so smart business wise. Mm-hmm. He's so savvy. And mm-hmm. so and now, like, if you ever look back at like how he's been able to like just kind of integrate everything he's done into each other. Yeah. It's outstanding. Yeah. You know, so. And then you meet Nick and Encore. The kind of like silent guys behind extra yeah, yeah. butter, right? And they kind of help you like start the store. Yeah. So I I met them at the same time too. Like Pete, Yuming, Nick, and Anker—they're all people that I've always hung out with. People older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been in my nature. So um, just learning. And and Nick and Anker have been doing footwear on Long Island for um, something like forty years now. Or his uh, their family has been yeah. doing it for forty years. They took over in like the mid nineties. For Renarts. Um Renarts, yeah. yeah. Renarts uh, out in um East Northport and Huntington. Mm. And Do you guys remember Renarts growing up in, in Long Island? I mean so the opposite direction of Bayshore, but yeah. East Northport Not was really. a little closer to me and like where where I was going to high school. So um they were like they were just like the go to family footwear store. Because mm-hmm. Where like there's like a weird bubble where there's not necessarily a close mall to us, and so there's not big box, you know, like mm, no you know, Foot Locker. There's no Foot Locker. Like the the closest thing at some point, like a sneaker, uh, uh, what was it called? Sneaker Stadium, I believe. In Long Island. In Long Island. But you didn't go to South Shore Mall. I went to South Shore Mall, but like that's where your finish like, line was. Where I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 with me. I Joe, Joe LaPuma never sold you a pair of Nike. My, shots my, my mom never liked me going to South Shore Mall by myself, so yeah. it was just kind of like. Uh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, last times. time I was there, someone like took like one of those like you know stanchions and threw it through a window. So <laughs> did I mean, they grab a big Yao Ming cardboard cutout? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, my South grandma. Rudy. My grandma lives literally right across the street from from South Shore Mall. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm there, but like that that wasn't necessarily my stomping ground. Got so you. Um, you know, it was really just it was like sauce, and then just I'm in the city. You know that that you know that became it. Sauce in the city. But yeah, remember New um, School. I remember new school. Yeah, I remember I new school. Don't think I was. I don't think I ever went there. What is that? It was another skate shop that yeah. 
towards you. Yeah. Comac. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Good SB account? Never. I don't think I've ever stepped foot in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Me either. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I would go hunting. Uh, there was a spot in Islandia called City Plaza, Sports Plaza. Okay. Or something. And I, I, I would find like $30 Terminators. Wow. There and just like, you know, Alpha Forces. I, I have a bunch of those that I just, I can't seem to get rid of more because of it's the memory of me actually finding those things mm -hmm. they're like garbage pairs but, <laughs> so you know. you know we've had a lot of uh guests on this show who were like the era of sneaker boutique retail in new york like before extra butter mm -hmm. like that whole like 2001 to 2005 sure. era and you know they kind of like described it as um you know, we all had stores, but we were all kind of friends, you know, and it was all this like downtown Soho scene. But like, how competitive is sneaker retail in New York City for like this current era? Is it like the same thing where like all the stores are kind of like buddy buddy? Or is it just like, is it really as cutthroat as you think people think New York City is? I think it was more cutthroat when we first opened up and then moved into LES. I specifically yeah. remember... When we moved on to Orchard, there were all these OGs who we knew and respected. Mm -hmm. Maybe we didn't have per, like close personal relationships, but they were like, look at these fucking guys, you know? Um, New kids on the block yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially Lower East Side. Like, yeah. that was like, that was an area of like, you know, like those were some of the pioneering shops, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's also the reason why we wanted to come in. Like, we were like, hey, like, we think we can bring something to the table. And I specifically remember like, you know, I would go into Reed Space all the time. That was like one of my go-to weekend spots. And then as soon as we opened up and I went, different vibe, right? Mm, and I've had this conversation. I've, I've had this conversation with with like Jeff and like, you know, some of his crew. Um, it, it, like he definitely looked at us as as competition and like- Right he, next he, door. Yeah, like b b 10 stores down. And yeah. he came in and we had a talk and we were like, look, there's going to be an overlap on- product assortment and some brands and obviously you know he's the og so he has better relationships mm -hmm. yeah. and look it just it it you know like things didn't work out and we had and then we met up and had another conversation and you know that that's how jeff came on to be a part of our team is like we we basically took over the read space um name and you know we, we had you, plans to reopen you ended it. up doing the the black pigeon yeah release at extra butter and i know you guys kind of like played up the like hype on yeah. that one yeah. where you're a little bit you're like is it gonna be another riot like in the streets <laughs> you were, did you want a riot bernie yeah, i mean i didn't want a riot <laughs> but everyone else wanted a riot like <laughs> like there were some nike people that were like yeah be be safe uh, be know. safe out there yeah yeah they were like, and you, like know, you, if, you if guys were happens. kind of uh i remember you had like all the you kind of had like the printed out sort of fake printed out yeah. sort of like that there was another ride and then like the police showed up and i think you posted on like the extra butter like instagram account like the police cars sort of like coming yeah. up to the sneaker line like well i think you know there, there were some people at the seventh precinct that remember the mm. original uh the original dunk release yeah. mm -hmm. and so they were having all these kind of like inside stories that they shared and they were like, yeah, I remember this, I remember that. Some some, some guy had, had a fucking machete <laughs> and, you know, like just crazy things. And then so yeah. like, I think a lot of them kind of wanted to- um, They wanted to relive the memories or? Yeah, I think they kind of- were <laughs> Take just, it back to the bad old days. They were just there to spectate. They just wanted to see how bad it would get. They would never let anything happen at this point. But, yeah. um, you know, 
LES started becoming gentrified, so like it, it would never get to that point. Um, but Did we, anything bad ever happen out front of the shop for a sneaker release? Any not, mayhem? Not necessarily for a sneaker release. We've had to shut releases down just because it's gotten a little too unorganized. People start trying to like you know bum rush the door, and you know, look, the the fact of the matter is, is that my staff, although they work hard for me, like. They're not going to work that hard for me. You know, yeah. like they're, they're mm-hmm. never going to put themselves in danger and I don't want them to. So the second that they feel that that like that this is going to be, you know, not only a pain in the ass, but like a little uncomfortable for them, mm-hmm. we'll just shut it down. It's fine. You know, I mean, it was harder to do that before we like perfected our Internet business. Mm-hmm. But now that we have it, like, yeah. look, all we have to say is, you know what? Close it down. The shit is going straight to the website and right. call it a day. So like it's it's really up to it's really up to you guys to kind of like self-govern yourselves and chill out and and whatever. So, um, and over the years, like yes, the reseller isn't necessarily that core customer that I want that I would ideally engage with. Mm-hmm. But I've become friendly with, with yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what time it is when they show up. Exactly, and, but they and, also kind of like help you as well, right? Because they're like at least for a certain like point, like even though everyone's going for like the Jordans on Saturday, they're coming in on like the Tuesday and like buying up a bunch of shoes too, right? Or... Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I, I I wish they would still do that, you know, but <laughs> um but again, like if 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 regular locals are seeing this energy, mm-hmm. they're not gonna want to be a part of it on Saturday. But they'll mosey on in on Monday and Tuesday and say, Hey, what was going on? What do you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, what else do you have? You know, and so again, like that's We've leveraged that to, you know, to be our, our our marketing model. And not just locals, but you've had some big names come through the shop. I was just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Lower East Side, any random <laughs> yeah. celeb yeah. run-ins that we yeah. may not I've have seen on them. social or anything um, like that? I mean, we ended up doing a Ghostface collab because him and his brother just just came in. Um, our our location used to be Soha's Leather, which was like a big leather shop. There's still, there's still other leather jacket um shops mm-hmm. on, on orchard, orchard yeah. but soha's was like one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. and when we moved into the space they kind of left everything we had to we had we had to remove everything mm-hmm. and there was just one wall of all of these photos of all these rappers that came in and, and we kept them all mm-hmm. and uh and one day we were we were like just about to close it was like 7 30 someone may have forgot to lock the door and cat walks in and he's like this is a leather shop and we were like no, you know, <laughs> not for 15 years. Yeah. And we were like looking around. We're like, no. And he's like, oh, and he like realizes like where he's at now. He's like, you know, like getting his bearings. And he's like, oh, sneakers. He's like, you still open? We're like, not really. He's like, I'm going to come in with my brother, Ghost. And we were like, what the hell is he talking about? And then Ghostface comes in through the curtains. Wow. Massive stature. The yeah. dude is like yeah. a monster. Did he have the eagle on his arm? He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> but he, but he, you know, he, he's, he really is super suave. He came in like, yeah, what's, what's yeah. up? Yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, what up? Yo, yo, your snakes, sneaks. Oh, MBs. Yeah. All right, whatever. We started talking. <laughs> and we, and then we, we stayed open for him for like two hours. And uh, and we just started that relationship. We kept in touch with him for and for released a the years. Asics project, yep. the Complex Con in yes. 2017. Yep, 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 exactly. Did you tell me David Schwimmer came in there once? David Schwimmer came in wow. for a couple of times and hated to be recognized. Oh. And I'm like, you're <laughs> so David maybe we Schwimmer. maybe we shouldn't be talking about it right now. I'm like, you're David Schwimmer, though, you know. And and this was before, like, more recently, he's yeah, he's had some time. great. More recently, he's had some great gigs to yep. like help. Re- remove himself yeah. from Ross, yeah. but at the time mm-hmm. he had, like hadn't done a single acting gig in forever, and so yeah, he's Ross. He's Ross. <laughs> but, but it's funny too, like just like the 
a little bit of irony of like all these celebs coming into a store that kind of has made its bones on making sneakers about movies. Totally, totally. Yeah. And and whenever people come in, I get mad geeky and I want to talk to them. Like mm -hmm. Benicio del Toro came in. Oh, good one. And I'm like, here I am talking yes. about Sicario. I'm talking about Usual Suspects, and he's just like, huh? Like what? <laughs> you know? And like he's just like, why are you even talking to me? What about did he this? buy? <laughs> Uh, he bought a pair of Converse for either his wife or his daughter or something. Yeah, he 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 was definitely he didn't want to be there for himself. What, what would David Schwimmer buy at Extra Butter? I'm like, I think curious. he bought he must have bought like engineered garments or clothes. He, yeah, yeah, he Full definitely Stone bought Stone Island de yeah, Roadman yeah. gear. <laughs> yeah, mo most most of the uh, most of the celebrities that come in come come for apparel actually more than than they do sneakers. Um, and because if they like, usually the celebrities on the sneaker tip, they know what they want. They're not mm -hmm. going to come and just browse. They're just going to hit us up and just say like, "Yo, I want." I think one of the biggest releases you guys have had too ended up being a piece of apparel. You did those North Face, yeah, yeah, yeah jackets yeah. that Two went North like Face releases. absolutely crazy with all like the like uh, the color bars. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We called that technical difficulties. And um, that, again, it was like we had never done apparel. We'd, we'd never done a, a big apparel collab like that. Um, and it did well. It was definitely one of our, 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 our biggest releases. And it, it helped the conversation to get to the second one. Um, and they've gone some, you know, through some, some restructuring. So I lost that whole creative team. So um, I've had to rebuild kind of like my rapport. But we have some, we have some special stuff coming very soon. Um, Some special I, sauce. I can't talk about. Yeah, but it it'll be good. It'll be good. What what's like the biggest challenge you face twenty twenty one retail? Being in, you've been around it for again over a decade. But what's like the biggest challenge day to day that the, you see? I would say two two huge challenges that we have. One is on the is on the technology tip because mm -hmm. now that we're seeing that. Instagram doesn't necessarily have the same type of engagement. The algorithm works differently. They have their own agendas to how to, you know, get you to pay, you mm -hmm. know, pay for play um, type of things. Um, and so we're trying to figure out, you know, how to identify the next emerging platforms and, and more specifically how to communicate with a younger audience. Mm -hmm. So the way that you talk to a millennial versus Gen Z, I think is different. You've got a TikTok to them. And we have a TikTok now. We do have a TikTok. Are you doing dances? I'm not doing dances. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but you know, if, I mean, I'm, I, you know, if I'm there was nice ever a role that yeah, you were that on, you man. were built for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, look, if you guys aren't on TikTok, you will learn that the algorithm learns you very, very quickly. I'm not on there. Very quickly, like it's not it, the response is the same. It's 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 the app with dancers, and I turn it on, and I get. No dancers on my for you page. It's mm. it's all just people removing earwax or chiropractor. Videos. Sometimes if I wanted that, but it's like <laughs> but it's like a very nuanced. It's like nuanced humor, yeah. you know, and you know, uh, like like do it yourself art and you know whatever. Like the very specific politics that I might be interested in listening to, but I'm telling you, it learns you quick, and so. You know, I'm sure you guys have have similar mm. strategies where, like, as the consumer gets younger, as yep. their ethos change, as their sensibilities change, you have to change with it Definitely. without letting go of yourself. I think that's the important part is, like, you don't necessarily want to become a chameleon, right? Mm -hmm. You're not saying, oh, like, that's cool now, do it. Right, that's yeah. cool now, do it, you know? And I think, I think in the past year and a half, there's been huge social topics that f 
kind of force that make people feel like they're forced to be a part of. And it's just like, look, don't add to the white noise. Like if you don't have anything to say about it with impact, then just don't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Cause otherwise it's just nonsense. And the customer is just so much more savvy now that they'll look right through it and probably call you out on it, mm-hmm. right? I, I thought you were going to say like bot techno, anti-bot technology when you were talking. Oh, we're pretty good on that now. Stuff. We're yeah. but, we're good on that so now. Yeah. You mentioned the Jordan release not happening. We talked about it before briefly, but you ended up doing an exclusive uh, Jones Beach Air Force One yeah. re-release with Nike. Right. But how? Why hasn't Extra Butter had like the Nike? collab you've collaborated with like every single other brand but nike kind of alludes that's a good question i mean i think i think a lot of it could be you know whatever it that we're not necessarily aligning with an internal strategy of theirs there's other um accounts that they have aligned with that just like geographically Mm -hmm. like is there like a lot of politics when it comes to like who gets the collaboration in New York City? Because I'm assuming that like one retailer doesn't want like the store next to them to be working with the same brand that they are. Yeah. Or, like. Yeah. I mean, look when 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 you're looking at it from like a retail wholesale point of view, right? You don't want like they don't want to cannibalize their own wholesale business, right? And so they're looking at it as like, okay, like Manhattan is very small as it is. Having three or four shops, comparatively to like when you look at let's say Kentucky or you know Nashville, like. If you had that many shops that close to each other, they'd be like, yo, you're, you're overlapping each other's business, right? Mm-hmm. So there's already a lot of tight competition, not just in New York. Now let's like expand it a little bit and let's just say the tri-state area, mm-hmm. right? And so if someone else is getting an opportunity to do something, it might not make sense for us to get that same opportunity. But that's all the reason why you just we just have to keep on trying to prove ourselves to fight for those opportunities. And I think we are getting them. We, we have done more exclusive things like, you know, activating the Nigel Sylvester Jordan one, mm. or, you know, you know, Jordan's for go skate day, or, you know, doing the, the Jones beach thing. So I think moving forward, I think brands are thinking more hyper local now, and they're thinking a little more granular. And so hopefully and they're thinking more DTC. I feel like that's, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for that. you, but yeah, it's yeah, a scary yeah. part about working with a brand like Nike. Totally. Like, that's what they want to do is so much Nike direct business. Sure. You know, the, the sneakers app is, is, is super strong. It works for them. It's, Mm -hmm. it's streamlining a bunch of elements for them that, you know, otherwise give them headaches. So, um, yeah, it's true. I mean, again, like if, if I were to think pragmatically, I would, I would think to myself like, yeah, there's, there's plenty of reasons why maybe we don't want to work with them or maybe not want to like, yeah, it's not that they don't want to work with us. It just doesn't make, have you make sense? Have you pitched a collaboration to them that you try to get through? Yeah, I I pitched something that I don't want to talk about because I'm still paranoid that someone might just take it mm. um, and, and release it without and without release extra it without me. It. Yeah. Um, Do you at least say what model it was? No, because I think it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> I think it's a dead... <laughs> oh, is it like a movie tie-in on a no, model? No, oh. no, no, See, no. It, it, more more, more culturally it. from like a New York, like just me growing up in New York, mm. you know, type of thing. But. Um, and then there's been other things where, you know, like we've we've been wanting to get our skin in the game with like big moments that we anticipate, right? Like I spoke to Nike about, um, you know, bringing in Dave Ortiz to bring back the the Bacons. Mm. And, Shout out to Dave. You know, and I'm talking to Dave. And again, Dave, Dave is inspiration to EB from a conceptual point of view, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, he's he's like the first concept shop, right? Yep. And so I'm talking to him, and I'm like, yeah, like, let's bring back, you know, the bacon, blah, blah. And he's kind of, like, talking in, like, rhetoric. And I'm like, no, like, specifically, like, mm-hmm. it's coming out, and, like, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like, it is? And I was like. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we had him on the show, and yeah. he was like, yeah. Yeah, and my girl, like, literally was like, we have to go. Like, she <laughs> was like, you fucked up, you know? <laughs> and we, we, like, darted, and then, like, I think that's, like, a, maybe a huge reason why it got postponed the first time wow. when it came back is because maybe he had started a conversation like why aren't i part of <laughs> wait a minute and like so friends of mine are like you you screwed that up you know but again it was like i didn't mean to like i'm not trying to impede on business i just thought that getting him involved because i have a relationship with him mm-hmm. and telling that like downtown manhattan story sure is genuine to making that story bigger for nike like you know just helping out nike um but again things just don't align and I think it'll come through once they – I think they're realizing that they have to do these or they want to do these hyper-local stories. Um, and so hopefully they just identify one that just makes perfect sense for us. Speaking about humor and TikTok, maybe we were a little early on the prank video. Remember that we did the prank video yeah. on oh, Extra yes. Butter? Alex. Alex. Alex, Alex hey. Allenport. Is he, was he, he's Converse a com- Converse yeah. still? Converse. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, big shout out to Alex. He, Love that Alex guy. Alex, yeah. he was dude. so funny. So funny. So So – I thought this was great for him personally. Um, I kind of like fostered this. I probably imposed like this like big brother Mm. uh, relationship with him where I was just like, look, like I want to put you in a lane for success, whether it's with me Mm -hmm. or, or whoever else, like, like, let me, let me teach you as much as possible. And like, let me find opportunities outside of fashion and footwear though. He grew up in improv. Like he he was, grew up in improv. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, for those who don't know, just we set the premise in like 2014, 2015, very early on complex video days. We were trying. We had a pair of, it's funny because they ended up doing a pair of Jordan 3s in the colorway, but they were like That's black true. with blue. And Royal they were blue. Some, oh, yes. Yeah, they did. <laughs> there's some like super fake. Kmart type. Kmart. Kmart. Right? Yeah, Kmart. There were some super fake looking Air Jordan 3s. Yes. And we had the idea of shooting an, a real... It was uh, like punked. Let me tell yeah. you, I was like, yes, I, it was like punked. The we setup. went into the store, yeah. yes. and he was trying to sell the shoes, hard sell to everyone. To and he yeah. was like Hilarious. naming all like the ASAP members yes. who yep. had worn. I think yes. he said like ASAP Mortadelawar. These he last said ASAP Gorgonzola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Guy was like word. Yeah, like, it was hilarious. And someone ended up actually buying, Alex, or someone or, went to go purchase the shoes. And I think you guys were like, no, 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 like. <laughs> Didn't he do a basketball move too? He in did. That he, hilarious, he did. Alex. He did, he did, I think he did like a post up. And he's yes. Like, oh, he's, yes. He's slow. And he he did it towards the hidden camera, and he was yes. like the up and under, and he like yes. looked, <laughs> he looked dead at the camera. I'm seriously, I can quote this whole thing because I've watched it. 100 <laughs> well, years. to be Morgan honest, Zola? I don't yeah. know if I'm biased. It would maybe it would work better maybe like. And like now, now yeah. it was millions 100%. of views on the internet. It, was it wasn't funny. like this random. It was oh, funny. We, we thought this was funny. It was yeah. huge. No, it was, funny. It, was, it was great. And again, like it wouldn't have been that entertaining if you didn't have the right. He was the great. right con man. Right, he was great. And so when 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 you guys came to me about it, I mean, I'm not too sure if you thought I would do it, but in my head, I was like, oh, we Alex is doing it. He's like Alex is doing it. So. Fun fun fact: When we did our video for the Saucony Space Race, 
he was the guy in the he was the guy in the spacesuit. He's the guy in the spacesuit. That's because, awesome. Shouts to Alex, man. Be, yeah, because uh, again, like he 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 was taking improv. He like knew how to mime. He went to magic uh, magic camp. <laughs> magic and, the Gathering. You know, no, no, no. He, oh. he went to, like he had card he, tricks. He was like <laughs> a, he juggle. Yeah, yeah. Trick. He was like a sleight of hand. Uh, he went to Tannins Tannins Magic Camp, which is like huge, by the way. Like that's like I had no idea. That's the comp. That, that's the complex con of magic. The last, <laughs> I'll last, be there. last, yes. last thing I want to ask you about. I think, and I don't care. This is me just joking. But the one extra butter party I, I, I didn't go to. I think was you guys had Rick Ross doing a wing stop. Yeah, activation. Yeah. What was that for? In your store. That sounds uh, amazing. It was for Wingstop, and it was to honor him for being the franchisee of the year. And that sounds um, awesome. He wanted they wanted to do it in New York mm -hmm. and couldn't find places. And I don't even remember how we had that relationship. But I was like, yeah, just, you of know, course. let's do it. Sure. I, I, honestly, I went into it as like a pay to play thing. I was just out for the paycheck. But honestly, like he was he was so nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. He literally mm -hmm. like took his time. He shook every single person's hand oh. in there. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yo, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming and and he enjoyed I'm himself. So blessed. Someone accidentally took uh, uh, his cup of lean. I remember, oh. like that became like a thing, like later in the day, like. And I'm just like, how do you accidentally take that? Like, yeah. you know it. Pretty distinct. It's looking. it's a double cup for a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. And and that became like a thing. But he, I mean, he had an awesome time. We all we all did. And um, again, it's just like kind of one of those things. Like, I, I, I don't really know how we fall into those things. But you have Rick Ross. Doing but it just works stop. out. Yeah. And the most, the most, other most memorable thing that happened to Extra Butter, and this just came to my memory, and I think Brendan, you were there as well. Yeah. We were at an Extra Butter event. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And it was the moment that the Yeezy Seven Fifties. I've been Jasper posted it. Got or was it Don C? I think I've been Jasper posted it on his IG. A photo, a photo, just like of the. Of was this. it that, or was I think it was that one photo where like Nick Galway was like holding it? No, I think it was before that. I, but I, it was the first time the seven, the Yeezy Seven Fifties yeah. ever got leaked, and we're at an extra. I forget what the party was. I want to say it was for the Halal shoe, the Reebok ventilator. Reebok? Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And we were there, and I just looking at my phone like, oh fuck, this is about to happen. <laughs> it was. It felt like the world was like about to like a erupt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you guys had a halal truck and were eating lamb and rice all night. Yeah, no outside. one was caring about Yeezy at the, uh, <laughs> for that hour, for the next hour at least. And then I'm sure we ended up talking about it afterwards. Many, many memories. Been a run, man. And still yes. going. Still going. Congrats. Like uh, 2020, you the the new location is very uh, we had the huge very young. New balance, uh, yeah. Fine future. Don't yeah. call it the protection. Don't call it the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Release. man. Yeah. At the you guys had the you guys launched it in the U.S. and you had like a thousand people outside the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great shoe. Sheer sheer luck, I guess. I mean, we we saw it, we saw it in the preline catalog. Immediately identified it as something yeah. that was cool. Good call. Our buyer, uh, like our buyer, called me over and was like, "Yo, do you like this?" and the, the refined feature was the thing yeah. that caught me, and yeah. we started kind of asking more questions about that. And I was like, okay, like, it's a good shoe, but now I want to turn it into something bigger. And yeah. uh, we actually asked for a global exclusivity. You mm. wanted all the pairs. We wanted all the pairs. And they're like, how many how many pairs are you thinking of? And and, and, <laughs> we, and uh, honestly, I don't think they knew how many pairs they were going to ultimately make. Because, again, this is pre-line. This is before they're getting into production. It was just probably based on forecasted buys. And we didn't know how many we were going to be mm -hmm. able to actually move. Yeah, because it might be crazy if you guys are like, oh, we want, like, 
15,000 pairs of like a GR. I think we said 10,000. I, <laughs> I think we said 10,000 pairs. And then I think ultimately, like, again, like it just doesn't align to give us a global exclusive mm. when they have other partners that yeah. they're championing. So um, they ended up giving us, you know, a, a good amount of pairs. I don't, I don't remember what was, you know, the, the final amount, but it was enough for us to, again, like engage, engage the locals for them to feel like they're not going to get David Schwimmer got you a know, pair. No, no, no. But like you know, there was a pair for like for for everyone who wanted to be in on it. Yeah. And then we turned it into a moment by doing like the Y two K mixtape, by doing some apparel, you know, like doing like our little like Y two K photo shoot and just having fun with it. So yeah. again, like you know, it's just I I you know I can't control other things, mm -hmm. and I know I know what our competitors are doing, but. I I also know where it just doesn't make sense for us, right? Yeah. So I'd rather just stay stay in my lane, keep my head down, and just do what makes sense for us, and we'll keep on going. Next year is our 15 year anniversary. So Amazing. And then just is the Rockville Center location still open? No. Okay. No. We closed it down um, just because. When did it close? Um, honestly, don't remember. We did like a soft closing. It was kind of just one day we were like, yeah. eh, doesn't make okay, sense. Okay, because I was I was when we mentioned it at the top of the thing, I was like, wait, I haven't heard anything from rock center in a long time yeah i, was I mean there there's always people in, in the comments and the dm is being like yo wow you know how come how come you close it i used to go there and i was like but then you stopped going <laughs> yeah so it was just like look like customers got savvy right they started going to hirsch lifers and they started coming mm -hmm. into the city and they started doing probably more d2c business mm -hmm. through the, the, the sneakers app and so we were just kind of like okay there was a time where it just didn't make sense yeah. for us either yeah. to mm -hmm. to allocate that type of energy. So, yeah. you know, and who knows? Uh, you know, we're 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 looking at other locations. Bayshore. We're thinking of other locations. No, yeah, let's talk. We <laughs> have, <laughs> tried to buy. We we tried to buy a special sauce when it really, comes. yeah, yeah. And yeah. what happened with like what was Pete's partner Chris just woke up one day and didn't want to do it anymore. Really, and unfortunately, he had the majority stake. Got it. Although Pete was the face, mm -hmm. Chris, you know, look, at the end of the day, he's the one paying the checks, yeah. writing the checks, sorry. And they just didn't want to do it. And we, and again, like we had a relationship with Pete, so we had a talk and it just, it wasn't in the cards. He didn't want Sauce to live under, un, under you know, different management. Mm -hmm. And you know what? To be honest, in retrospect, I don't think we would have been able to sustain that that consumer business, audience yeah. i think they would have seen it as like nah this is new i don't want it walk away mm. um but we were totally ready to do it wow. um and one other factoid i will add so you asked about an early scrapped collab for eb mm -hmm. which was the jordans but i had designed a dunk for pete for sauce wow about a Special year uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about a year and a half an before SB they, dunk or? yeah an sb wow. dunk this was at the time the uh, if you guys remember when you would go onto the the Nike skateboarding site, mm -hmm. they would always do these like locals. They were like the first to do locals, and they would always champion local spots. Um, Sauce got one of those like featurettes spotlight but, on the yes store the a spotlight business. on the store. the The shoe that they chose was the linoleums because that's a b boy story. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the lore was he pitched that to them. Um, that the the that the mid was inspired by linoleum that mm. probably we had at the store at at Sauce, mm. um, but then that that opened the the opportunity to talk about an SMU, 
Um, and he came on. I was probably the only kid he knew that had access to Illustrator and knew what a CAD was. And so I decided, uh, I started to, to start designing it. And it was inspired by Mako sharks because Bayshore has the yearly Mako shark sighting hunting mm. tournament or, mm. or I, I forgot what it was. Um, but like right there on the docks, like, you know, like right there. I haven't um, gone to that, but yeah. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> no make- right near the ferries. There's, there's probably, no make yeah, on the yeah, yeah. menu at the La Puma barbecue. No, yeah, right yeah. near the ferries. Um, but uh, yeah, it had, it had, it had a gradient. It, it was patent for the sheen. It, it had like the shark's teeth on the toe box. Um, and it just, it, it, it didn't work out. They might've known that sauce maybe was going to close, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out. And then there ended up being SBs that had gradients. And I was like, damn, you know, another thing. So I've, wow. I'm always kind of just like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say curse, but there's like this like looming cloud of like, I see something, I try to do it. Someone else does it. And this is why you don't better. want to tell us about the Nike shoe. That Fair you, enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. We don't want to curse it. Hopefully the next time I come here, I'll yes. drop it over to you. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Of course, yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure, Bernie. Happy to see you in the flesh. Yeah. Same, same. You too, guys. This has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Everyone have a great weekend. Make sure you like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jen Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.